Welcome to the teaching ministry of Steve Franklin. Steve's calling is to coach champions in the kingdom of God. Our prayer for you as you listen to this word of encouragement and instruction is that you'll be built up in your faith and encouraged to take the next step in your development as one of God's true champions. Here's Steve. We're starting a new series today uh, on freedom. Are you listening to me? Spiritual freedom is not like physical freedom. Spiritual freedom is not independence. Spiritual freedom is just the opposite. It is total dependence on the one who sets you free. I said spiritual freedom is total dependence on the one who sets you free. Freedom. I love Galatians 5.1, stand fast therefore in the liberty and the freedom by which Christ has made you free. And don't be subject again to a yoke of slavery. You know, our God is a mighty God of newness. You know, since he is eternal, nothing's old to him. Think about that. Since God is eternal, nothing is old to Him. Because there's no reference point of time to say that's old. He has forever been and He forever will be. So what's old to someone like that? I love the passage in Revelation, and as I've done the funerals for many of you and your loved ones, not, not you, but your loved ones, I have brought up, <laughs> you didn't know how old you were, did you? Thank you, God, for making all things new. Thank you for giving the pastor a new start today. <laughs> This passage, God, the Lord Jesus said, Behold, I make all things new. All things new. What about when you receive Christ as your Lord? If any man be in Christ, if any, any person be in Christ, he, she is. What is is? Past or present? Is a new creation. Everybody say it with me. I is a new creation in Christ Jesus. That's what the Word says. That's not bad grammar. If any person is in Christ, he, she is a new creation. Everybody say it with me. I am new in the eyes of my God. And he's continuing to bring newness in every area of my life. Not only is that in the new birth. But I love the fact that the Lord gives us seasons in our life. Have you ever noticed that life definitely comes in seasons? In the area of the Spirit, that season is always connected to process, just like in the natural. I mean, we're in winter season right now. This is necessary for spring. 
This is necessary for growth. Something is happening below the surface of the earth right now that is essential for new life, new growth. You can't see it. It looks dull and drab and boring and cold, but something is going on in the root system of the plant life of the earth. So that in, when new life is being nurtured while it's not being manifested. New life is being nurtured while it's not being manifested. So in those areas and times and seasons of your life, when it seems like nothing is happening, nothing is any good, in fact it looks like it's getting colder, it's getting darker, it's getting more bleak, you need to understand that God is working on something. There is a process going on that is necessary for new life to spring forth. New season. Our life is full of seasons and every one of them are connected to process. I want to talk to you about three seasons, three, three essentials in the changing of your spiritual season. Three essentials in the changing of your spiritual season. The first one is agitation and excavation. You're not going to grow till something inside of you gets agitated. Until something begins to move around in you that disturbs you so much that you want change. That you want something new. It's agitation. Something starts stirring around in there that you get sick and tired of being sick and tired. There is something that begins to agitate you. I went before the Lord this week, especially as I approached and got to New Year's Day. And I said to the Lord, I want you to show me. Show me those areas in my inner man. Show me my thoughts. Show me my motives. Show me my feelings. Show me my agendas. Show me everything in my inner man that I can't see that is hindering my spiritual growth. Show me anything that is impeding me from going on to a new season of intimacy with you. You've got to get agitated. Because when in your spirit, man, you, you get dissatisfied with where you are, that's the only time you're going to go where you need to go. Dissatisfied. It is becoming restive in your spirit. In this new season of the year, would to God that all of us as, as a church family and all within the sound of my voice, that we would get the Holy Spirit's agitation working in us. Go before the Lord. This is your part. Go before the Lord and say, Holy Spirit of God, you who search all things, you who know my motives, my thoughts, my desires, show me what is unacceptable to intimacy with you. Show me what is impeding my growth. But how many of you know it's not enough to just get agitated about things like anxiety? What do we? Anxiety is, impedes growth. It is totally against the command of the Lord to be anxious for nothing. 
And not to be worried about anything, Philippians 4, 4 through 7. Fear. Oh, I, I, I have in my mind these images of something happening that I don't want to happen. Well, that's fear. So, uh, bitterness, unforgiveness. Oh, I, I have these bitter roots in me and I want somebody to pay for what they've done to me. I want somebody to pay for what they've cost me. I want somebody to pay and I am going to act as judge and jury. Agitated. And when the Lord begins to show to us those thoughts, those motives, those desires, those habits or reactions that are out of line with what the Holy Spirit needs for there to be order in our inner man, when we begin to cooperate with Him and confess those things and ask His grace to, to begin to cooperate with the Holy Spirit's work through His Word, then something happens that's beyond agitation and it's called excavation. I got to not only recognize what's going on that impedes the growth underneath the surface of the soil of my heart, I've got to excavate those things. I got to call them out. I've got to say to the Lord, Father, you are right. There is in me, in my motives, in my thoughts, in my actions, in, in, in the, the choices of my life, there are those things that are impeding the newness of life you want to bring. The freedom, it is bondage. It's impeding my freedom in my inner man. I'm not really free. And so I, I admit to you, Lord, you're right. I've been operating in thinking in fear, uh, in anxiety, in bitterness, in, in, in making choices that are out of line with your highest and best. I submit my body to you, a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable, and Holy Spirit. In other words, get before God and begin by faith to excavate those things that the Holy Spirit reveals to us that are areas where we're not free. So agitation and excavation is process number one. Process number two is implantation. We've got to deposit something where we excavate something. If I deal with the spirit of fear and worry and anxiety or anger or jealousy or competition or whatever it is, then I've got to deposit the right seed where I have dug up the wrong seed. It's not enough just to confess where we're not free. We have got to plant the seed. What did, what did Jesus say? If you abide in my word, then you are truly my disciples and you will know the truth. And the truth will make you what? So I've got to... I've got to see where I'm believing lies, but I've got to go farther than that. I've got to deposit the truth. It's not enough to just say, no more believing lies. I've got to deposit the truth in there. What's the Holy Spirit? What's the Word of God saying about this? 
What is the Word of God saying about my finances, my physical health? What is the Word of God saying about my relationships? What is the Word of God saying about what He wants to do in the circumstances and situations where I'm not free? So there's preparation and there's implantation. But remember this, we're either sowing to the flesh or sowing to the Spirit. I can either... The Word of God is very clear. If I live by the Spirit, I'm to walk by the Spirit. It's not enough just for the Spirit to give me life. I've got to consciously co- cooperate with the Holy Spirit in my, um, as Lord of my life. Where the Spirit is Lord, there is liberty. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty, there's freedom. But you see, we've got to go beyond that. There's another, uh, another process, step in the process, beyond preparation and implantation. It's called expectation. How's your expector working these days? Galatians 6 says this. Only one has a strong expector. Man, we need to get healed. Do not be deceived. God is not mocked whatever you sow, you will also reap. Verse 9 says, Do not grow weary in well-doing, for in due season, who determines due season? The Lord of the harvest, not me. Right? Not you. The Lord of the harvest. In due season, you shall reap if you do not grow weary and lose heart. So if you find yourself growing weary and losing heart, are you listening? If you find yourself growing weary and losing heart, go back to the promises that God Almighty has told you that are irrevocable. Sow that seed again and again. Water that seed with, as Sharon said this morning, with praise and worship. What does expectation look like? when you don't see any manifestation. Turn to Romans 4. I want to just show you a minute how you can have expectation without manifestation. How in the world can my expectation of blessing and freedom grow when the manifestation is not there? Boy, did the Lord ever go take us to school when he said we walk by faith and not by sight, right? In Romans chapter 4, in talking about our father, our spiritual father Abraham, do you know that you're a spiritual son or daughter of Abraham? In Christ Jesus, we are sons and daughters of Abraham and the promises God gave to him. Verse 17 we're reminded that God told Abraham, I have made you a father of many nations in the presence of him whom he believed. God, who gives life to the dead and calls those things which do not exist as though they did. Now, you don't make that up. It has to do with what God has said. God told him, I'm going to make you great. You'll be the father of many nations, and in you all the families of the earth will be blessed. Who, verse 18, contrary to hope, in hope, 
contrary to natural hope, what he could see with his physical eyes, in spiritual hope, in internal witness. Listen, there's two places of hope. One is through the natural eyes, and it is totally dependent on circumstances which are subject to change. Real godly hope is hope that is built on an eternal voice, the voice of God who never changes. That hope is in your spirit man, not in your physical brain and your eyes. In hope in his inner man, where God had spoken to him, in hope against what he could see, the man was 99 years old, and his wife was 90, and the promise had not come to pass of bearing a son who would be the heir of Abraham. In hope against hope. Contrary to natural hope, in spiritual hope, he believed. He believed. What did he do? There are some things you can't do. In fact, most things you can do. You know that? Some things that you're yearning and longing for, you can't make happen. If you could have, you'd have already done it, right? But what is the step to seeing manifestation? Listening to what the Holy Spirit is saying in your inner man. What has God said? You believe the Word of God. You believe the Word of God. What is God saying about this? Do you know that a lot of times the circumstances are going to be so bleak that, it, that, you, that you're as good as dead as far as being able to fix it? Do you realize that when you, you recognize that you're as good as dead being able to fix what you're longing for, that is a huge step in the direction of deliverance and breakthrough and manifestation. Your own dependence. You can't fix it. In hope against hope, he believed. He saw his circumstances that were getting bleaker by the moment, but he didn't. Let that steal what he believed. But notice what he did. He believed, verse 18, so that he became. How many of you know the world wants you to become before they'll believe? But God says you've got to believe before you become. In hope against hope he believed so that he became the father of many nations, according to what God had spoken. This was based on the word of God, not some wish. And now look at verse 19. Not becoming weak in faith, he didn't give full weight to his own body, which was already dead, that is, in relation to being able to father a child at 99. He couldn't, it was impossible. He was as good as dead in that line, and he didn't give weight to the deadness of Sarah's womb. This gives me encouragement. You know why? Some of your hopes and dreams and ambitions and your desire for newness has so much to do with somebody else and their restoration. 
Do you know the Bible didn't say that Sarah believed for her own ability? It said Abraham believed. There's some people you're praying for right now that God can do mighty things, and even though they're as good as dead as far as what you're crying out for God to do, God is going to honor your faith. You can't fix them, but you can believe God. And the Bible says that God honored Abraham's faith even though his own body was as good as dead, bearing children, and the deadness of Sarah's womb. There's no indication that Sarah herself at that time, hallelujah, she eventually got there, but how many of you know sometimes before somebody you're praying for can get there, you've got to hold on to what God has told you. I don't understand all this, but I know that there are countless examples of God honoring what somebody will believe for somebody else when somebody else seems to have no interest in it. Now, somebody need to hear that today. Hallelujah. And notice what verse 20 says. He did not waver at the promise of God through unbelief. But he he grew stronger in faith. How did he do it? Giving glory to God. What did we just hear this morning? Stay in an atmosphere of praise. Giving God the glory. God, I can't do this. I don't have any authority. I, I, I can't father a child. My wife is well beyond childbearing years. This is, there is no way that what you promise can take place by our own self-effort. You are the only source to accomplish what you've promised. But, but I'm going to get my focus off my inability. I'm going to get my focus off who I am praying for and loving. And I'm going to put my focus on you and I'm just going to continue to give you glory. You want your business to turn around? Why don't you quit looking at all the, all the deficits in your checkbook and begin to focus on the one who gave you that business and begin to continually give him glory. That'll build your faith. That'll build your faith. Don't look at the impossibility of what you believe that God has called you to do. Don't look at the impossibility of those you're believing for. Put your focus on the one who's given you the promise and continue to stay in a position of giving glory to Him. He can do it. Oh, I love it. He did not waver at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strengthened in faith, giving glory to God, and being fully convinced, listen to this, being fully convinced that what He had promised, He was able to perform. That is expectation. So after preparation and after implantation comes expectation. 
And it is sure and steadfast. It's based on the promises of God. Hallelujah. Get into a position of praise. It will feed and encourage and uplift and renew your faith. Hallelujah. Oh boy, I got so much more to say, but I'm run out of time here today. You got to come back next week because I'm, I'm, listen, I'm coming out of the chute. The gate is open, man. You say, Pastor, you didn't preach two or three times last, last month. I know it, but I'm ready now. I'm ready now. I want you to do a little study in these next few days on the wonderful passage in Philippians chapter 3 about how to get a new start. You got to forget some things. You got to reach for some things and you got to learn how to press. You got to learn how to press. You got to be relentless. God will give you the strength and the grace to do that. You may be worn out in your own physical body, but in your spirit, man, it's a pressing in your inner man. Forgetting, reaching, and pressing. And that's what we'll talk about next Sunday. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father, we bless you, mighty God. We praise you and honor you. You're the God of heaven, Lord of earth. God, I pray that you will break the cords of bondage in everybody in the sound of my voice. By the power of your spirit, the authority of your word, we pray, God, that new ground, new ground would be taken that has not been under your lordship. Some of it we didn't even know, Lord. Some of it we didn't even know. If you're here today and the Holy Spirit has spoken to you, I know many of you are in a new season of your life. I see Arnold here, I see so many in our faith family who are in a new season. The Lord has not deserted you nor forgotten you. He is your comforter, your encouragement. There is a new season for you. I believe as sure as I'm standing here, that new ground is the desire for the Lord, of the Lord for you and for me. What's my part? Go before Him and say, Holy Spirit, reveal to me. In my thoughts, my motives, my attitudes, my actions, my words, my choices. Show me those areas where I'm not really free. When he points it out to you, agree with him. And then begin to make the deposits of his grace into your inner man, what you believe of his word, his promises. Follow those up by the asking him to 
the Holy Spirit to fill you, to give you the grace of Jesus to walk every step of your journey. If you're here today and the Lord has spoken to you and shown you, oh, this is a time and a season for new, new season. He's spoken to you maybe about the process of preparation, excavation, sowing, and maybe the Lord has said to you what he said to me before and given me instruction that my, my expector is broken. How would you get that fixed? <laughs> Just the way Abraham did. Choosing to believe what God says. Get hold of his word. And begin to give glory to God in praise and worship. Be relentless in it. If you're here today and the Lord has spoken to you and that's the desire of your heart, I want you to just... Stand up on your feet for just a moment. You don't have to say a word. I want a new start. I want to go into a new season. I want to be free. <clears throat> Jesus, you have seen the expression of the will of those who were standing. I ask you, by your grace to grant it to them, Lord. We call for a new season, Lord. A new season of revelation, of intimacy with you. A new season of the relationships that you place into our lives. A new season of resources far beyond anything we've been entrusted with before. that we may be a blessing to the kingdom of God. You who make all things new, God, stir a new spirit in all of us. In Jesus' mighty name. Well, I look forward to seeing you next week. Go with God. He's going with you. We'll see you then. You can access more of Steve Franklin's teachings online at www.sfmin.com.